guys. Welcome back to In My Opinion, the podcast for the Opinions Desk for the Kentucky Colonel. Sarah Ladd here. I'm your co-host. Today's date is March 27th, and this is our sixth podcast. Hannah Woosley here again as your co-host, and I'm the Assistant Opinions Editor at the Kentucky Colonel. And I'm McKenna Horsley, uh, the Kentucky Colonel's Managing Editor and just podcast fact checker. And today we have our guest columnist, Sarah Simon Patches, and she's going to talk to us about her column that came out yesterday, uh, March 26th, about participation awards. So do you want to give us like a brief rundown about your column? Sure. Um, So basically I just wrote a little bit about what I think participation trophies stand for. I think they've become kind of a topic of debate recently. I think a lot of parents are concerned that maybe they take away from individual effort or send the wrong message about uh, what you should be rewarded for. And uh, I talked about how I I really don't think it's that deep. I don't think it's that big of an issue. I think participation trophies when I got them were at so young of an age that, you know, I didn't even realize, you know, I guess like I was being rewarded for not just participation, but for being a part of a team or, you know, working hard with my team. So um, I talked about, you know, in in real life, you don't get trophies, but success does come when you work hard. And I think that kind of translates into getting a trophy for working hard on like a youth sports team or something like that. Do you think that um, if you get awards for not winning and we'll go more into that later but do you think that people are still motivated if that happens to work hard to get a trophy I think at some level in order to get the trophy you have won in some way I don't you know I think participation trophies to me are I don't even think that they should be called that I don't think you're being rewarded for participating I think you know you put in effort and you're being rewarded for the effort not just showing up Okay. I know um, for me growing up, I was on a youth basketball team, believe it or not, <laughs> and I know nothing about sports now, but mm-hmm. uh, with that said, um, I think for us, the first and second place would get a trophy, and mm-hmm. it would say, like, first place, first runner-up, and then everyone after that would just get, like, a medal, and then the last team got nothing, mm-hmm. and I thought that was really weird, so, like, what do you think about teams who do something like that? Because I know that is common. Some other teams do that yeah well so I had the same experience I did rec league soccer yeah, and then yeah. competitive soccer so in rec league it was always you know yes first and second place get mm-hmm. trophies and then your coach kind of handles well for me my coach would always handle like handing out the awards for your own team mm-hmm. and yeah. so that makes it a little bit more personal where your coach can kind of say okay you worked hard to do this mm-hmm. so you get this kind of award you know it's not really like everyone gets the same thing But, yeah, and then in competitive sports, which I talked about in my article a little bit, you know, if you're a parent that's concerned about sending the wrong message about just being awarded for, you know, showing up, there are competitive sports where, you know, only the winner does get the trophy at the end of the day, so. What do you think about, um, of course, you've already touched on this, but the standard we set that assumes that everyone's max amount of effort is the same. What do you think about what that says about individuality? I think it's, I'll take this more away from sports and towards school because I think that's easier to apply there. So in college, I've found everyone gets a grade based on the work that you put in. Not Mm -hmm. everyone gets an A. 
But for those people that do want to work a little harder, there's extra credit. So I think in that way, you do get rewarded for the amount of individual effort that you put in. I don't know that that applies to sports necessarily because teamwork is not like team sports is about collaboration. It's not really about the individual effort. Yes. Yeah. So. I actually I've ran cross country a lot and um, I actually did a half marathon at one point. And of course, everybody who runs the half marathon gets a medal. And mm -hmm. I came in nowhere near the front of the line for that. I was like one of the last people to finish, but it felt so good to get that medal because that was such a monumental achievement right. for me. Like I spent six months training. Mm -hmm. It was this huge thing. So I think, and then of course I've ran lots of cross country meets and just um, 5Ks for different mm -hmm. things and stuff. And you, you don't place and I haven't gotten an award for that and other times that I have. And so for me personally, like if it's just like the 5K, which to me is not as much of an effort, like, I don't care about not getting the award, but when I did the half marathon, it was so huge to me that it was like, I, I would have been mad if I didn't get an award just because I felt like that's anybody maxed out right there. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's nice to recognize the effort put in, you yeah. know, because you trained and you completed the marathon, you know, I think it's nice to be recognized for that. Just like, I think kids who are on a team want to be recognized for being on that team and for being a part of something. So I think kids really need to feel included and they want to feel validated. And I think that these trophies do that. You know, you're saying you're a part of this group, you mean something to this group, and so you should be rewarded for the work that you put in. Yeah. So like, kind of what age do you think that the whole participation trophies should be cut off? Because like, I know parents talk about, you're not gonna get a reward every time you do something good, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, you know, because life doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. So parents have a right to say, you know, you should learn, not necessarily to lose, but to work hard and realize that you're not always going to be recognized for that. There's a certain point where if you know your kid is competitive, you should move into a more competitive area for you know, whatever talent that is. I think that's up to the parents to decide personally. I think you know, I, my little sister does all kinds of sports and is just excited to be there. But I was really competitive in soccer. So my parents decided to, you know, sign me up for competitive leagues. But I think that is up to the parents to decide. I don't know that that should be mm -hmm. a blanket kind of age for that. No, you brought it back around to classwork a mm -hmm. few minutes ago. And I was just thinking, like, for some person, like, two hours in the library, they'll get an A on the paper. Mm -hmm. For other people, they may spend all night working on the paper and still get a C. So I'm just, I'm really fascinated by this idea of personal effort and, you know, personal fulfillment and different, different results based on like right. one person puts in more work and gets less of a, uh -huh. less of a grade, less of a medal or whatever. <laughs> I think that happens a lot. I know that's happened to me for sure in certain classes where I feel like I'm doing the most and I still don't see results. I think it just comes back to what people are good at. And I think, unfortunately, you know, you can't be good at everything. Mm -hmm. So I don't think you can be, you know, generally rewarded in the same way as everyone else. But I think setting personal goals and knowing what success is for you kind of comes back to the amount that you put in, I think at the end of the day, will come back as success at some point. You know, a C in one class might lead to an internship and then there's your reward for the hard work yeah. I don't know that it comes immediately but I think my philosophy would be you know if you work hard it will come back eventually yeah 
I um, leave it to me to fi- try to find a literature um, <laughs> connection. But I was thinking as I was, um, as I read your article, I was kind of thinking about this short story by Kurt Vonnegut. I don't know if y'all read it. It's called Harrison Burgon. No. Okay. Well, it's really like really futuristic and it's based on this whole idea that society got to the point where everybody has to be seen as equal in every single way like you all have to be good at the same things you all have to perceive the world in the same way and it's a really really powerful short story and I think of course the message as it goes along is just that if we seek to be on the same playing field in every area of lives we've lost all of our individuality and society crashes at that point because there's no beauty in it. Mm-hmm. So I think what you said about personal effort and like finding what you're good at and pursuing that, and then especially like the parents being really involved in that, I think that's a really good thing. And I kept, I kept going back to that story in my mind. Um, just to like for each person to be really in tune with what they're good at. Yeah. yeah, I think that's important to know. And by the time you find out what you're good at, you don't receive participation awards anymore. You know, you're probably in high school, college, maybe after college when you decide what job you know, you're going to invest in. But I think going back to what age you should receive participation awards, I think at that age it's important to just make kids feel confident Mm -hmm. so that you can find what you're good at. Because if somebody tells you, you know, you're not good at, you know, everything because you lost, well, you might not have the motivation to continue trying hard to do something. That could be detrimental probably Mm -hmm. just to their psychological development. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of along that line, how do you feel about um, parents who say they play a game with their kid and they refuse to let them win? What do you think about that? Uh, my parents never did that to me, so you know I can't say personally like that happened to me and I've grown from it, but I don't know. I, I think there's a balance to that. I think you kids should develop some kind of sense of competition, and maybe that comes from home, but I had siblings, so, you know, the competition came from competing with them and not necessarily my parents, but I don't know if I would agree with that parenting style, just because I feel like parents are supposed to support you. You know, I think my parents always showed up on the sideline, and, you know, I'd hear about what they thought of the game afterwards, but, you know, at the end of the day, they were still there, and that kind of has to go back to the self-confidence also. If your parents are supporting you, then you feel like you can do anything. So if your parents are kind of shutting you down, I feel like at home, then you might not believe in yourself and other aspects of life, you know? Yeah. I wonder if it's a lose-lose there where, <laughs> like, if they won't let you win, you develop this really large tenacity, like you've got to prove something <laughs> to the world, and yeah. then you're such a hard worker. Or if they let you win, you're like... No, I don't have to try. I don't yeah. know. I wonder, yeah. I wonder if there's a good solution to that at all. <laughs> so so what would you say about, I know even kids who participate in the sports have this thought, and some of their parents do too. What about some who are like um, winners and losers are both getting the same thing? Like you you actually lost, you know, everything you, um, in basketball, you know, it's like yeah. tournaments. You're out the yeah. first round. What about the people who've played the game the entire time and came out to win? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's when it comes back to, I think, you know, you should award first, second, maybe even third. You know, I think that is something important and you should be recognized for winning. I think, you know, if you lose in the first round, I think it's up to the coach maybe to decide how to best console the team, I guess, if 
you know, awards are your thing or if maybe it's just a pep talk after. But I think it's important to reinforce that, you know, you worked hard and you lost, but that doesn't mean that you're bad or that you didn't try hard enough. I mean, it's just luck at that point. You know, if you play somebody better than you, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know um, I've lost a lot of 5Ks in my day. <laughs> but I know that my coach, when I was running um, cross country, my coach, you know, I'd come in last and I would be crying, you know, because I'm really competitive. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to do poorly on anything. Right. He would just be like, you know, it's okay. Like, you can only do your best ever. You know, you, mm -hmm. you give it all your heart and that's all you can do. And I remember other times where I worked my butt off to, like, really be good in a certain race. And we found out we were going up against teams that were way better than us. And, like, he would look me in the eye and be like, there's no way you're going to win. Like, just prepare for that now, mm -hmm. but do your best because yeah. you want to play so you want to look good. So... Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, doing your best is you know, all you can really do. But, you know, doing your best eventually will lead to something. If you don't win that 5K or you don't win that basketball tournament, that doesn't mean that there aren't opportunities to do so in the future. So keep working hard. Yeah. Well, I think maybe the term winning and the term losing, like, are subjective in and of themselves because right. – there have been times where I got so much personal fulfillment in a race that I did, like, my mm -hmm. worst at. Mm -hmm. So so I think that, you know, you have to come to grips with being able to win in your own eyes, mm -hmm. too. So, McKenna, there was an article in Men's Journal published about this. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, so one of the articles um, in Men's Journal um, – a quote from it is that studies have shown that rewarding or rewarding kids just for participating can have a negative impact, producing a self-obsessed, irresponsible, and unmotivated generation of false achievers. At the far end of the spectrum, inflated self-esteem has been found in criminals, junkies, bullies, which is supposed to have been what the self-esteem movement was trying to steer children away from, unquote, which is a pretty... Um, Strong opinion. Strong opinion. Contrasting, yeah. too, yeah. Yeah, and um, kind of different from what Sarah said here. But um, at the other end of the spectrum, uh, Today.com also published an article about this topic. And um, in that article, it said that there is something to teach kids that is that it is worth keeping a commitment that we value this. Winning and losing is not a lesson that kids need to search to find search out to find. It's everywhere, but they also need to learn how important it is that everyone shows up. Yeah. So that that later one was more on the lines of what you were talking about, Sarah. So what's your response to the men's journal? You know, I don't I think I just don't feel like it's that big of an issue mm -hmm. personally. I you know, I grew up getting all kinds of participation awards, you know, from rec league and I feel like I turned out just fine. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have any kind of self-obsession or feel like I'm better than anybody else and I don't think that I think if you're going to be a bully and you're going to you know have a strong feeling about yourself it's going to happen anyway I don't think it comes from being rewarded for something too early or being rewarded for not winning necessarily I think I just don't think it has anything to do with being rewarded or getting trophies for something which is when I, when I wrote this article, I looked into, you know, alternative opinions than mine, and a lot of people felt that way, that rewarding people for not actually winning instills a mentality that you don't really have to try hard because you're being rewarded for just being there. Mm -hmm. And I, don't, I didn't find that personally growing up. I don't 
really know a lot of people that do. And I think, you know, it comes, to me it was kind of, it comes back to a lot of people feeling like millennials don't really work hard, and so millennials get participation stickers and you get gold stickers on your paper, whatever that may be. I don't really think that it has anything to do with that. I think it doesn't make you softer to be rewarded for something. I think you should be rewarded. Not being rewarded might have a negative impact on your self-esteem in a different direction than what these people are saying. You know, you might not like yourself and you might not like the work that you do. And I think that's more detrimental than having an ego. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned millennials because I kind of went to you know, new America versus old America, mm-hmm. millennial versus like the older generation. Yeah, I just read an article on this about how people stereotype millennials yeah. are not mm-hmm. working hard. And yep. I, this is a very touchy subject for me yeah. as a millennial. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we are the most educated generation, so throw that out there. No, I just think it's interesting that as millennials, you know, we're the next leaders of the country. We're the ones who are going to be the parents. You know, we're going to have to make mm-hmm. these decisions. And, you know, as the most educated generation I think it's interesting that we are willing to be open-minded and talk about like is what everybody did before us is it wrong is this detrimental are we actually being destroyed by this like hyper competitive I mean like you said competition is good I think a healthy dose of competition is really really um, good and can go a long way in life but if you're beat down every time that you fall short of what you want Mm -hmm. I don't think that that's health like I don't think that helps your mental health at all like Maybe this is the source of some depression that people mm-hmm. face um, and feelings of inadequacy right there. Sometimes you just really need a good balance from your coach and from your parents. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. say, you tried hard. I know you did. But push a little harder. Yeah. Just try a little harder. And sometimes you just need that balance. Instead of just saying, you were horrible. You need to do better. Maybe throw a compliment in there. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's, And I think that's kind of like what our generation is gearing towards. Yeah. Because I know before us, it was it seemed to be um, more popular to just be like, "Wow, you failed! Yeah, yeah, you're, you're horrible at this thing." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And try something else. Yeah, and you're just not good quit. enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that can go a long way. Like that can follow you throughout your entire life. And like you said, I think it's healthy to reward people for showing up, for putting in that effort, mm-hmm. even if you don't come out on top every mm-hmm. time. Yeah, I agree. I think, and showing up is not necessarily doing the bare minimum and I think millennials are seen as soft for like taking days off if you need like a mental day or you can't do something you know and showing up is a lot of work for some people sometimes and I think you know good for you for getting out of bed today you know good for you to you know good for you going to class completing an assignment you know I don't think that doesn't mean you get an A you know automatically but Mm -hmm. you're doing more than some people And uh, I think, you know, going back to how your parents and coaches kind of balance that competitive spirit at home, your parents can decide how to explain to you a participation award. You know, they can be like, okay, you know, you didn't win and you got this award, but you should make sure you still try hard. I think it comes back to definitely how your parents handle teaching you competition. Because there's definitely I mean, a line. Your parents and your coaches are really big influences on your mm-hmm. life, especially if your sport is taking a lot of your time. You know, you're practicing, you're going to games, and, you mm-hmm. know, it comes down to that, to the thought process that, mm-hmm. they're, that they're instilling in you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say in my article back to, like, working hard at home, too, and then not just on the field during the game. 
you know, you work hard at practice too. You work hard at home to, you know, do your homework and then go to school and then also balance going to your athletic event, whatever that may be. That in itself is hard and uh, finding a balance between all that was difficult for me for a long time. So, yeah, I know. Um, like I, I've, I have friends who their max amount of effort as far as like academic, the academic side goes like this, a C might be the absolute best they can do. I know mm-hmm. others who an A is easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I, I'm going to go back to the cross country. Like I was literally one of the slowest people on my team always. I've never been a fast runner, but, and, and Hannah mentioned, you know, your, that balance between what your coach tells you and your own personal drive like he would tell me he'd be like well you did so much better now and you feel better and you look better and this is great like it's a personal achievement for you so um yeah I love this I love that we're going to be in tune with what is right for us and not necessarily what's right in the eyes of society and, and those everyone watching. advances at different steps yeah. so you may be advancing not as fast as someone who's in first place but you're still advancing yeah so that's an important conversation too yeah. On my team one year, the person who made the most improvement was actually, he started out the, s- the slowest runner mm-hmm. and he improved way more than our fastest runners because you're motivated to try harder. Right. You feel like you have something to prove and you push yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the healthier way to go versus somebody else just like, you know, beating down on you that you're, you're failing. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be written off just because you didn't win. And there's still effort. Even in last place, you still had to run the race. You yeah. still had to complete the race. And I think that's important that you didn't just quit, even though you were maybe not the fastest person on the team. Yeah. Cause that's a win mm-hmm. in your own life. Right. It's something you'll never forget. Yeah. It's like, all right. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on the podcast thank today. Thank you. Make sure that if you haven't read her article already, go to kykernel.com and read it. It was published on March 26, 2019, and the headline is Awards Belong to Those Who Earn Them and Not Just Winners. All right. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Um, if you want to look for more opinions from the Kentucky Colonel, you can follow the Colonel Opinion Desk at Colonel Opinions on Twitter. And you can follow me, Sarah, at lad underscore Sarah on Twitter. You can follow me, Hannah, at Hannah Woosley. And as always, you can find everything from the Kentucky Colonel at kycolonel.com or stands around the University of Kentucky campus. Um, Keep up with the podcast on Spotify and SoundCloud. And if you have any questions you'd like us to address next week, drop us a line on social media or at opinions at kycolonel.com. Yep. So, um... While I have you guys here, <laughs> um, you know, I'd really like to ask you a question, you know, about me. What can I say? I can't wait. Um, and so this week, I've been so stressed out. I don't know what it is. I feel like all my friends are stressed out. And, like, I mm-hmm. just look at someone and then I'm like, I caught the stress syndrome. I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, so what are some ways that you guys like to um, relax in your free time? Okay. Well, first of all, can I just say relatable? Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm really stressed too. And somebody asked me how I was doing the other day and I burst into tears. Yeah. That yeah. happened to me also. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, are you okay? I was like, no. <laughs> and they were like, you want to talk? I was like, no. 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 Yeah. Also, I want to ask, um, what is free time? Yeah. Because yeah. as graduating. <laughs> yeah. All three of us are graduating. Um, what's free time? But Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, something, I like to work out. That really helps me. But something that's way easier than that yeah i was gonna say i don't yeah (laughs) well you know it's not for everybody um i like to lay on my back in the floor and listen to the ocean 
Okay. okay. Don't like, judge me, like McKenna. On <laughs> like on YouTube? You just yeah. Like you just pull the ocean. I just, I just like Google ocean noises yeah. and just like listen and just like lay there and yeah. like, yeah. Sometimes I like make fists and then relax my hands just to like get some of that stress out. Yeah. Okay. I can tell that you're judging me. Don't <laughs> judge not. me. No, I used to have a meditation app. Yes. But it was on my yes. old phone and I got a new phone. So Honestly, though. Yeah. I don't like listening to someone tell me how to relax and meditate, so I was just it like... It wasn't like that. Um, I think the one that I had was called Calm, and, like, you can oh, mix yeah. different mm-hmm. sounds. Like, you can pick, like, the rain and the ocean or something. I think that's what that one did. I've done rain and before, then there too, were, yeah. there was also, like, a version that had, like, guided meditations and stuff like that. Yeah. You can create, like, a nature mixtape. Yes. <laughs> I want to listen to the forest. That's what, my next what one. What I do is I usually do yoga, which is kind of along the lines of that. And you can easily look up, like, beginner's yoga on apps. Like, it's super mm-hmm. easy to get into. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of practice, but it is really calming because you have to focus on your breathing a lot. Yeah. That's the that's the main thing about yoga. I don't like yeah. breathing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, for me, I feel like whether it's yoga or stretching or sometimes just like I said tightening my fists and mm-hmm. letting it out just like some way to like physically exert yourself I find that it relieves stress on my mind so yeah. that's mm-hmm. what helps me alright well thanks guys I'll try some do you want to add anything to that Sarah <laughs> I mean I meditate seriously yeah. just google some kind of like I'm, I'm seeing a common theme here yeah, yeah I, mean, I think that mm-hmm. you should it yeah. works meditation is great and I, f- I find it interesting some people do it first thing in the morning I don't really have time to do that and I'm not awake <laughs> enough to pay attention <laughs> yeah. to it but I find right before you go to sleep even if you're just listening to some kind of meditation and you're not really meditating yeah just listening to that super calm voice can calm you down and recenter you so you can sleep and then start the next day kind of feeling a little bit better yeah nice mm-hmm. well there you have it great well thanks guys <laughs> and for those of you listening at home we'll Catch up with you next week. All right, bye.